dedication and preface of the history of pendennis this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by kristen lewis houston texas the history of pendennis by william makepeace thackeray dedication to dr john ellenson my dear doctor thirteen months ago when it seemed likely that this story had come to a close a kind friend brought you to my bedside which in all probability i should never have risen but for your constant watchfulness and skill i like to recall your great goodness and kindness as well as many acts of others showing quite a surprising friendship and sympathy at that time when kindness and friendship were most needed and welcome and as you would take no other fee but thanks let me record them here in behalf of me and mine and subscribe myself yours most sincerely and gratefully w m thackeray preface if this kind of composition of which the two years product is now laid before the public fell in art as it constantly does and must it at least has the advantage of a certain truth and honesty which a work more elaborate might lose in his constant communication with the reader the writer is forced into frankness of expression and to speak out his own mind and feelings as they urge him many a slip of the pen and the printer many a word spoken in haste he sees and would recall as he looks over his volume it is a sort of confidential talk between writer and reader which must often be dull must often flag in the course of his volubility the perpetual speaker must of necessity lay bare his own weaknesses vanities peculiarities and as we judge of the man's character after long frequenting his society not by one speech or by one mood or opinion or by one day's talk but by the tenor of his general bearing in conversation so of a writer who delivers himself up to you perforce unreservedly is he honest does he tell the truth in the main does he seem accutated by the desire to find out and speak it is he a quack who shams sentiment or mouse for effect does he seek popularity by clap tracks or other arts i can no more ignore good fortune than any other chance which has befallen me i have found many thousands more readers than i ever looked for i have no right to say to these you shall not find fault with my art or fall asleep over my pages but i ask you to believe that this person writing strives to tell the truth if there is not that there is nothing perhaps the lovers of excitement may care to know that this book began with a very precise plan which was entirely put aside ladies and gentlemen you were to have been treated and the writers and the publisher's pocket benefited by the recital of the most active horrors what more exciting than a ruffican with many admirable virtues in st giles is visited constantly by a young lady from belgravia what more stirring than the contrast of society the mixture of slang and fashionable language the escapes the battles the murders nay up till nine o'clock this very morning my poor friend colonel adamont was doomed to execution and the author only relented when his victim was actually at the window the exciting plan was laid aside with a very honourable forbearance on the part of the publishers 
because, on attempting it, I found that I failed from want of experience of my subject, and never having been intimate with any convict in my life, and the manners of ruffians and gall-birds being quite unfamiliar to me, the idea of entering into competition with M. Eugene Sir was abandoned. To describe a real rascal, you must make him so horrible that he would be too hideous to show, and unless the painter paints him fairly, I hold he has no right to show him at all. Even the gentlemen of our age, this is an attempt to describe one of them, no better nor worse than most educated men. Even these we cannot show as they are with the notorious fallibles and selfishness of their lives and their education. Since the author of Tom Jones was buried, no writer of fiction among us has been permitted to, to plead to his utmost power a man. We must drape him and give him a certain conventional simper. Society will not tolerate the natural in our art. Many ladies have remonstrated, and subscribers left me because, in the course of the story, I described a young man resisting and affected by temptation. My object was to say that he had the passions to fill, and the manliness and the generosity to overcome them. You will not hear, it is best to know it, what moves in the real world, what passes in society, in the clubs, colleges, mess-rooms, what is the life and talk of your sons. A little more frankness than is customary has been attempted in this story, with no bad desire on the writer's part. It is hoped, and with no ill consequences to any reader. If truth is not always pleasant, at any rate truth is best, from whatever chair, from those whence graver writers or thinkers argue, as from that at which the storyteller sits as he concludes his labor and bids his kind reader farewell. Kensington November 26, 1850. End of dedication and preface. Recording by Kristen Lewis, Houston, Texas.